Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 5, Chapter 57. Such is the hatred that the devil bears towards the human race, that despite being so defeated, he made a third assault on Gabriele, a serious and perilous threat, more terrible and intolerable than the last. So consider, the devil presented himself to sight in a foul and horrible form to terrify the dying man and drive him to despair till he was all but reduced to the state that he had no hope of salvation. The young man was crushed by deep grief during these trials and trembled all over through horror and fear. His face changed and he looked severe and sad, eyes full of dread as he gazed around him, an object of wonder, demonstrating by his appearance that he could see the devil. He muttered to himself, Oh, oh, how wretched you are, Gabriele, what sins you have committed. What woe, oh, father, drive away those dogs, those black dogs that surround me. If you love me, father, chase these demons away, drive them off. Philip ran up to him as he suffered thus and gave him strength in his fears, aroused his faith, recalled to him the mercy of God, and urged him to take refuge in him. He reminded him that Christ suffered for him and besought the Lord to take refuge together with his bride in the clefts of the rock, in the hollow places of the wall. Song of Songs 2.14 where there is true peace. And so he promised him the victory. After saying these things, he knelt down on the floor to pray for him and leaning on the bed, rebuked the demon. I order you in the name of Christ to leave this place at once. The throng of terrors could not resist his virtue and fled immediately, leaving the young man ecstatic with joy and crying out, Look, brothers, rejoice, the dogs have gone. Philip has driven them off. He has sent those dreadful hounds right away. Then he pointed with his finger, Look, look, they have taken to flight. They are in full rout. I cannot tell you how ugly they are. But we will overcome. We will defeat the assaults of the enemy. You are running away, vile creatures, running away at last. I can now call on Jesus a thousand times against you, despite your hopes and intentions. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, Apostle of Rome, Child of Mary, Vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen.
often dogs can be very charming. They can be very beautiful. They can be very loyal. They can be wonderful companions. But dogs can also be very scary, especially a mean dog, a big dog. Dogs can be huge and fierce. If you've ever encountered a dog who's angry with you, it's no joking matter. And perhaps that's why in scripture, dogs are usually presented in a bad light. In the book of Revelation, there's a description of those who are cast out of heaven, sorcerers, various people of sexual sins, and it mentions the dogs, the dogs. Philippians says something very similar about the dogs being cast. The dogs are somehow a symbol of those who do evil. We know that our Lord himself several times said things like, don't give what is holy to the dogs. And in the Old Testament, often the people would be killed and they'd be threatened that their bodies would be eaten by wild dogs or their blood was licked up by dogs. So the dogs don't normally come in very well. And so a couple times in the lives of the saints, like in the life of St. Romuald by St. Peter Damien, black dogs show up to scare him. People hear him at night referring to the devils as dogs. And here in the reading tonight, black dogs came in a vision. It's one of the last temptations the devil seems to use. Father Scoopley in the spiritual combat tells us this. It's the final tactic of the devil. But usually it's a, it, he'll try to appear as something good, like a saint or the Blessed Virgin Mary and try to deceive us. But here he appears in a scary form, like a dog black dogs, and not just one, but many, a pack of dogs. And that's very scary, actually. It could be if, you, if you've ever encountered a bunch of wild dogs or something, a bunch of mean Rockweilers or something, Dobermans. I mean, that is a scary thing. So these snarling black dogs, he's seeing them, the devil's trying to scare him, trying to drive him to despair, trying to make him think of all his past sins. And what does St. Philip do? St. Philip tells him to throw yourself on the mercy of God. It's true. If we think of our own sins, that's a cause of despair. If we were left to ourselves. But if we throw ourselves on the mercy of God, his mercy is more powerful than our sins. And if we've asked for forgiveness, then we should have confidence. I mean, do we think that, that God can only save like a perfect soul? We not think, I and mean, that's not a very great view of God's infinite power. If only the pious soul that never sinned could be saved. No. So the devil throws in our face our past sins. He tries to make us think of terrible things we've done to make us despair. Let us rejoice in a way. Let us humble ourselves. And the more we humble ourselves, that yes, I did those bad things, but God is more powerful than my sins. His blood, his mercy, is more valuable and more beloved by God 
then all the sins of the world are displeasing to him, are hateful to him. Jesus' merits, his sufferings are the great counterweight to all the sins of the world. His love and his obedience overcompensates for all the lack of love and disobedience that we have given God. We have in the mercy, in the merits of Jesus Christ, all that we need. And that's what Philip gets him to focus on. Philip gets him to focus on Christ's love, on the mercy of God, on Christ's sufferings. Let us take our eyes off ourselves and throw them into the arms of God. But there is one place in scripture where dogs are good. Old Lazarus, that poor beggar sitting outside the rich man's house. And the dogs would come and lick his sores, clean his sores for him. No one would comfort him. No one would give him anything, but the dogs would come and help him a bit. And it's that image of the dog licking the sores, doing good, cleansing, that St. Dominic picks up on. And he says that the Dominicans are going to be like the, the dogs of God. They're going to go around like a dog with a torch in its mouth, and they're going to set fire, the fire of God's love all over Europe. That was the vision that his mother had of him as a young boy, that he would be this dog running around, setting the fire of love, the fire of the Holy Spirit all over Europe. And so he told his Dominicans, the ones who were going out to preach that they would be the dogs of the Lord to go wherever he sent them to be faithful and loyal to God and to bark to proclaim the truth of God and then this kind of idea of cleansing people of using their tongues like the dogs to speak to preach and Saint Philip was so influenced by Dominicans he was friends with the Dominicans and here tonight he is proclaiming the truth to Gabriele, like a, like a true hound of heaven, a true dog of heaven, using his tongue to cast out, to drive back the wicked dogs, the devils. St. Philip, pray for us. Protect us by your prayers. Raise up good and holy priests. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.